I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is a song that I really, really like called Now I'm In It by a Los Angeles-based band named Haim. And this band, Haim, that I really like consists of three sisters, and the song is about one of the sisters going through and dealing with her depression. And there's also an accompanying music video to this song, and despite the serious nature of the topic of the song, the video is quite lighthearted and fun. In the beginning of the video, the lead singer collapses and her two sisters catch her on a stretcher and they run her around to various places in Los Angeles all while they're in their high heels. And they eventually get her to a drive-through car wash of all places. And they take their sister and they throw her through this car wash. Now, just to be clear, she is not in a vehicle when she goes through this car wash, which is something I would definitely recommend. But as she goes through this car wash, the washers are wiping over her face, there's soap all over the place, and then those big, really powerful air blowers that dry off your car start blowing her hair all over the place. And all the while, her sisters are waiting and watching patiently through the windows of the waiting area. And as she comes out, her sisters greet her, they wipe off her makeup, they dry her off, they get her dressed, and they get her back to her normal self. In interviews about the song, the lead singer describes how her sisters were there with her through her depression and the, her, were the ones who helped her to get the help that she needed. They helped restore her to a sense of her true self and to a sense of wholeness. Our gospel lesson this morning presents us with stories about healing and restoration, how Jesus works to restore us to a sense of wholeness. Now, you probably noticed in this morning's gospel, we start with one story, move to a second story, and then we return to the original story. And scholars have a fancy name for this. They call it an intercalation. But I prefer the less formal name of Mark and Sandwich, one, because I like to eat sandwiches, and two, because it's just a whole lot easier to remember. And regardless of which name you prefer, this intercalation or this Mark and Sandwich is significant because these two stories are meant to interpret one another. We hear the story of Jairus, a leader of the synagogue whose daughter is at the point of death. And then we cut to Jesus' encounter with a woman who touches his cloak and is healed of her hemorrhages. And then we return, finally, to the, uh, to the story of Jairus and his daughter, who has died by this point, but Jesus goes ahead and restores her. He's re she is restored to life. 
The particulars of the characters in this story are important to pay attention to. First, there are some pretty noticeable differences between Jairus and the woman with the hemorrhages. Jairus was a man who probably exercised quite a bit of privilege and power as a leader of the synagogue. And the woman, on the other hand, was quite vulnerable. She was a woman in a patriarchal society. She was poor, having spent all her money on trying to be cured. And in this society, she would have been deemed an outcast because of her condition. And interesting to notice in all these events, it's the woman who is healed first, but also interesting and important to notice is that both of these characters, despite their differences, exercise a sense of faith, a sense of trust. Both of them are at their wit's end, they're desperate, and they need Jesus, and they exercise a deep sense of trust and Jesus. Now, there are also some striking similarities between the woman with hemorrhages and Jairus's daughter in this story. They are both female. The number 12 is significant. 12 years of the woman suffering from her condition and the 12-year-old girl. And both would have been deemed ritually unclean according to the customs of the day, one as a result of her hemorrhages and the other as a result of her death. And instead of distancing himself from the ritual uncleanliness of these two women, which most people during this time would have done, especially men, Jesus comes to them and he heals them with his touch restoring them not only to their health, but also to their family and to their community. Throughout Mark's gospel, we encounter what is referred to as the messianic secret. The messianic secret. Those moments when Jesus heals someone or performs some sort of miracle and that tells people strictly to not go and tell anybody about it. And we hear one of those today. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, is what it says. Now, during Jesus' time, there were a number of charismatic healers and miracle workers and exorcists running around the Mediterranean. And by commanding folks not to go tell others about the miracles they've seen, it seems as if Jesus is discouraging his audience from putting him in that familiar category of just another charismatic healer. Jesus is challenging his audience to look beyond the miracle and to focus on what is unique to his mission. And what is unique to his mission is that these miracles always involve a trust or belief by those with whom Jesus works. The miracles are bound into a relation between Jesus and the person being healed. And it's this relationship that restores the people in these stories to a sense of wholeness, delivering them from isolation and social alienation towards community and relationship.
So I wonder where those places of healing and restoration take place for us in our lives today. Those places where we seek and experience Jesus' healing presence that help us to become whole, that draw us to a sense of ourselves and into genuine relationship with the people around us. Certainly, we see it here at St. Cross, and God's Spirit working among all of you as we encourage and support one another to live into the people that God is calling us to be. And certainly, we see it here at the table as we come for Eucharist and literally touch and eat the bread. And certainly, we see it in those people in our lives who help us in our time of need and restore us to ourselves. Where do you seek and experience Jesus' healing presence? A presence that calls us to relationship so that we might be made whole. Amen.